Hello and welcome to the Climate Friendly Travel Podcast, where each episode we speak to the great and the good of the global travel and tourism industry to learn more about what they're doing to ensure that the principles of climate friendly travel are being advanced. I'm Jed Brown, your host for this week's episode, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Greg Bakunzi, who is the founder of Red Rocks Rwanda. Red Rocks Rwanda is an ecotourism company and a social enterprise that's all about promoting sustainable tourism through community and conservation programs. They bring underserved communities into the tourism supply chain and support community development projects that help people to help themselves through various initiatives. With a variety of accommodation offered, Red Rocks cultural tourism scheme involves developing the community and promoting their natural preserve through tourism and enhancing intercultural exchange programs between the host local community and visitors. In this episode, I speak to Greg about how he believes tourism, conservation and community development can all coexist to make a truly responsible tourism offering. Enjoy. So Greg, First of all, thanks a million for your time. Lovely to meet you finally. You've been you've been signed up to the Sunex registry for quite some time, yeah. and it's great to to be here in beautiful Mombasa, overlooking the the Indian Ocean there, and all is good. We've been at the Sustainable Africa Tourism Summit. First of all, how's it been for you, and why and why did you come? Yeah, thanks so much, Eddie. One of the things is I'm so glad to be back. I've been here at Mombasa for three times now. And one of the most important thing is that brought me here, I have, uh, I really met Judy back in 2011 in Arusha, right. when we were in Caribbean Fair. Then from there, when we were interacting, she was telling me more about what she was doing in SDTA. Yeah. So I got really much interested into what she was doing. It was forced, it forced me to to travel from Rwanda to Nairobi just to go and meet her and then discuss. She did the first conference in Nairobi which I attended and then they did another one in the Mombasa that I was attended before the COVID. But then when COVID came in, I couldn't even be able to attend. Then even the one for last year, I wasn't able to attend. But then I heard of the 2023 one and I said, I have to go and attend because I had so many ideas and I had also developed like a couple of sustainable initiatives in my organization that owned of which has also got community need and I thought this would be made the right time to be here so that I can be able even to meet the people that I have been maybe contacting or signing up on the different platforms that they have initiated like you then also getting this chance to be able to do this broadcast it also a part of like helping very good there's been a lot of great speakers so again just for our audience that might not be aware this event is the premier sustainable tourism event for the continent of africa really and judy kefa goma from stta is the one who really is the the brainchild behind it and she's she's like the godmother of sustainable tourism in africa isn't she really and she's she's an incredibly inspirational woman and, and there's been some some been some great speakers 
that we've had the privilege of listening to while we've been who's been who's been your favorite speaker since we've been here just by the one of my really favorite speakers i had during this conference was professor lee yes because from the research that he did from the different cultural centers community organizations was really touching exactly to what i have been doing the last 15 years mm. and uh, this shows me that there are really people who get down on the ground to collect the data yeah. and then they bring it up they put the academia in and then you see that this is something that is going to help us so from what i have really impressed about was the research that he did i even asked him if he could send me a copy of this because i'm thinking of once i get back home i can get that copy and go through it with my team and see what what is what that i can adjust or improve in my organization i think i think that's been the brilliant thing about events like this is you know you have these high level speakers who bring real expertise and they allow us all to you know to learn from them so we can bring it back with us and hopefully improve you know our, our own businesses and, and properties and so look the main reason that we've got you on the podcast and we're delighted delighted to to actually meet you here is as i said at the outset you you have signed up to the sonics registry for red rocks and i'd like you to tell our listeners a little bit about red rocks what is red rocks how long you guys have been around and tell us a little bit about your sustainability journey i guess we have been around more than 15 years now when we started the sustainable tourism programs in our country Redrocks, that was back in 2007 that's when the rio idea came in and the idea came in because we saw how the tourism was kind of growing in rwanda but with just one important attraction which was the gorillas the but then from there people would even keep on asking what else can we do after this is there any place where we can go after this then you find that there is nowhere so that's where i sort out setting up a community based organization that where i can get different community members to be a part of that so i acquired the land because i was already in the business having my own private company and i thought this is something that i can get into it no matter how much time i'm going to invest in but i try to mobilize the local people show them you can also benefit from abcd so after buying the land then in 2013 i started really developing the land and also tried to get the name out red rocks initial uh, red rocks rwanda mm-hmm. because i thought the area we were operating in has got so many volcanic rocks So I was trying to find the name of the Rwanda red rocks and I found that most of these rocks that we have here the way how they look like right now it's not the way how they came in so they came in a red color is not they cooled down and changed then that's where I got the name so I started mobilizing the cooperatives it wasn't that easy because a few of them would not even understand what community based choice means mm-hmm. so I picked a few of them like 3 4 5 I worked with them then the rest they started coming in so they formed a cooperative and right now we have got three big cooperatives of the people that are really more 
involved in the, into the program and are benefiting from that. We didn't stop there because more ideas kept on coming after, of course, attending the different conferences like the one that you have been attending here. I was also attending others from different parts of the world and more ideas kept on coming. So this is something really very good. But I'm not going to drive this, to carry all this luggage by myself. But unless I set up a foundation, mm -hmm. then I had to set up a foundation and I called it Red Dogs Initiative for Sustainable Development. So the whole idea of the foundation was to invite university schools, different say, international organizations, and work together to see how can we bring community conservation and tourism together for sustainable development? That was the whole idea of setting up the non-profit organization behind the social enterprise called Red Rocks Rwanda. Very good. So Red Rocks Rwanda itself is a is a guest house? It's a social enterprise. Mm -hmm. It has a couple of things in. We land a campsite. We run a guest house, we run a hostel, they are all in one. Okay. And we also run different community programs like pottery, we have got the weaving, the drumming, we have got a lot of cooking experiences, we are even integrating in more like the storytelling, we are putting up like events, we have got one of the events that we initiated, which is called the Red Rocks Cultural Festival, nice. and we have been doing this for the last uh, 10 years. This year we have the 11th edition, mm -hmm. so where we also had people from the STTA before came with COVID, they also came to our event, so that was yeah, good. Nice. They are even now planning to bring almost 15 students mm -hmm. who are going to travel from Kenya to Rwanda in, September, in August for the Cultural Festival. That's wonderful. Great, great initiative. Do you do you describe what you do as? Would you describe yourself as in the tourism industry, or are you, are you in, the sort of you know the? Would you describe it as the, a community, culturally, you know, culturally sensitive organisation that tourism helps facilitate? You know, do you know what I mean by that? Like, what what, what you seem to do is you know you you're protecting and preserving the cultural heritage. The uniqueness of, of your destination, yeah. which is wonderful. You're involving the local community yeah. and ensuring that they are front and center on this, which obviously is a, a key cornerstone to responsible tourism. And yes, there are these tourists as well. But do you know what I mean? Is it? Do you think of yourselves as a as a tourism organization first and foremost, or how do you think of yourself? <laughs> I see myself as as a person who sees. The opportunities in conservation tourism and try to share it to distribute it within the community that I'm working with I would say one of like I I engage the local communities in in tourism and conservation through what I have seen all through where I'm seeing the opportunity I don't know whether that answers your question but yeah, it it's, 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 it's I'm the brain behind the, the driving of the community-based tourism initiatives yeah. in my organization. What, what's been the, the biggest challenge on that journey that you've been on for community-based tourism 
One of the biggest challenge was the mindset of the local communities really? by explaining to them, telling them how, uh, and, uh, trying to s explain to them how they can benefit from the tourism, how they can benefit from the experiences that they have been going through all when that they have seen from their grand grandparents. Mm -hmm. So this is something that has been one of the biggest challenge to bring them on into the industry to understand that they can benefit from the industry through their experiences, through providing that something which is in their blood. You know, it's not something that they are going to acquire, but it's something that they have grown up They already with. have it. They already have yeah, it, yeah. but they didn't know how mm. they can use it to benefit them. Now, they know how to do it. They know how to interact with the tourists. Some of them even didn't know how to speak the English. They are the people who are serving in, in our restaurants. They are cooking for it. When we talk about like, traditional cuisine, they are the one who comes in straight away and they participate in that. So we have seen, I have seen the journey from the community-based tourism, but one of the most important thing is the success of it. Whenever there is any success, it becomes a motivation to what I have been doing. You don't get discouraged, but I get really motivated after the success. Very good. And what what are the next steps in, in your journey at Red Rocks? One of the next steps that I really want, I have developed, I have laid the foundation mm -hmm. of the conservation community and sustainable tourism. So now I need to share this, I need to engage other stakeholders, I need to be a part of the world network of what I'm doing. Because I want to show the community that I work with, it's not only us who are into this. There are even other people who are in Kenya or in Tanzania, they are in Milan. We need to come together so they appreciate. We need to inspire the people that thought maybe, oh, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Are you, are you demonstrating this shit thing, you know? Are you trying to be to bring the ancestors back, you know? So there are all those things. But having people like these small organizations that I have been seeing here, demonstrating the history, their culture with passion. This is something that I want even other people to see. Even the community that I'm working with, I want them to see that. They, that's when they will be motivated. So inspiration is very important. And I suppose they'll, they'll get to know that, that, that their story, their Values. story is, is, is resonating yeah, exactly. around the world. The message is traveling. Yeah. And that's going to be you know, very rewarding for them. We talked before, we, we're, both, we're both members of the World Tourism Association for Culture and Heritage, which is all about protecting and preserving cultural heritage. You're going to be going to the, the summit yes, in, in Valencia, Valencia yeah. on the 24th and the 24th, 25th, I yeah. think, of September. 24th of September. What are you hoping to learn from that event? I think this is the... I have always been even talking to the director of the National Museum in my country saying there are some organizations that are out there which sells, which brings people all over the world in one table to discuss. So 
I even shared the link. I had even to put them in touch with again. They didn't did a collaborate. I know sometimes it's very difficult when you try maybe you are your voices this is small and you are putting the voice in the bigger voices so they don't they don't get to hear you. But I am so excited to be a part of that and I'm so excited to represent my organization so that once the museum, once other local communities tries to come in, so they are gonna find me that I had I have already taken the certain steps ahead of them and they will start recording and appreciating the journey that I have been going on. So I'm so excited to meet new people. Of course, I'm going to meet you for the second time. Yeah. This was my second time yeah. and I'm expecting to meet. I haven't met Miguel, I haven't met Chris. Chris, I haven't met Chris, I haven't met Maurice. So there's all these people that I have been communicating with online who doesn't, who they know my face, but they have never seen it. So going to sit with them for the next two days in September and discuss all about this, share what I'm doing. Also, being on some platforms which we, I might not be able to know that they exist, like the platform you are coming up, you're going to launch in September. We didn't know that something like that exists, but you never know what is going to come out from that. So I'm so excited to be a part of that. Yeah, I think we're going to learn a lot and it looks like there's a good speaker lineup as well. Exactly. Um, so there'll be a lot for us to, to learn, learn from each other as well. Yep. And on the subject of learning from each other, you are of course, you've got Red Rocks as part of the Sonex Malta community. And what we always try to do, especially on these podcasts and other ways, is share the knowledge and try and learn from each other. And one of the questions which I always ask every guest is, you know, what in your opinion are some of the quick wins that people can do to change their business for the better in a in a sustainable way? So, you know, on the journey that you've talked us through before about community-based tourism, you know, what's your, you know, if you had one message to give to another organization out there, could be anywhere in the world, what would your advice to them be? One of the, the, the advice that I could give to organizations that are engaged into community-based tourism is they shouldn't, they shouldn't be giving up. They shouldn't be listening to the people that they don't have the same language. These are the people who always discourages you from doing what you were supposed to have done. So I will, and another thing that I also have to tell the people is that within this community-based tourism, all what you need, first of all, is passion. Do you really feel this is the field that you want to be in? If you think that you are going to be in because of the money that is going to come in, I would advise you not to do that because you are going to be disappointed because it's not going to pay you tomorrow, you know? So that's one thing that I really have to tell the people. Have passion, be ready to get your hands on that. No matter how many people you are, but keep going until you get to where you are. That's absolutely sound advice. I love that. And it resonates with me as well because 
you know, a couple of points that you said there is, you know, the, to keep going and there will always be people telling you that you can't or giving you reasons why you can't. Yes. And you have to keep going. And in order to keep going and have that resilience, there has to be the passion. Otherwise, otherwise you will just give up, yes. you know, if you haven't got the passion, but it's the passion that drives. Exactly. I think that's, that's absolutely wonderful. And on that note, there seems to be more noise coming around here now. So I think we will wrap up the podcast. I just want to say it's been great meeting you finally, Craig. Yeah. And I can't wait to see you again in Valencia. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see you soon. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, Cheers, Greg. Thank you. So there you have it. Huge thanks again to Greg for taking the time to share his insights with us today. And if you'd like to learn more about Red Rocks Rwanda, then please do visit www.redrocksrwanda.com. And of course, you can join Greg, Red Rocks Rwanda, and hundreds more like-minded people and organizations by joining climate-friendly travel, and indeed become an ambassador by signing up to join the SunX registry at climatefriendly.travel. Or of course, you can email us at info at thesunprogram.com. But that's our show for this week. Thanks so much as always for your company. And remember, when it comes to climate-friendly travel, Every small step forward is a giant stride when we all step together.